Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Black Case Diaries. What's up guys? I'm Adam and I'm here with Marcy and Robin. Hooray. So today we have an episode that was mainly for me. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> yep. It's, it's near and dear to Adam's It's heart. near yeah. and dear to me. We are going to kind of do a double, it's almost like a double theme episode because we've got a little bit of history, but then we also have a top list towards the end and it's going to talk about dinosaurs. Yay. You guys ready to talk about some dinosaurs? Sure, sure. Oh, come on. You They're know, cool. I we talked about <laughs> dragons last year. We did an episode about oh, that's right. dragons. And uh, when I was making up the list of our recording schedule, I thought, "Oh, you know what? I'll throw him a bone. Yeah, let's throw Adam a bone. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, you know. Well, thank you. I'm chowing down on that bone right now. <laughs> so we're talking about a, the, a little bit about dinosaurs in movies because this is a movie podcast, if you forgot. So We're not a paleontology. Soon. <laughs> my, my plan is to slowly convert this podcast into uh, a podcast about dinosaurs. You can just do an offshoot one. You know? hey, hey, it's not a bad idea. With Robin, his own equipment, right? Robin, yeah. edit, edit it for me, right? Take, take more time out of your life. To, and... Yeah. So the word dinosaur was coined by Victorian naturalist Sir Richard Owen in 1841 and means terrible lizard. Oh. Yes. The... The modern meaning, though, is more along the lines of a uh, humongous monster that tramples the getaway car and eats all of the main characters. <laughs> so, dinosaurs fit perfectly into the role of movie monsters. Many of them were huge and had a lot of good monster-like qualities, such as horns, claws, and big, big teeth. It's not surprising that the history of the history of movies featuring dinosaurs goes back more than a hundred years. Wow. Mm. What was the first one? Uh, well, 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 let me tell you about it right <laughs> now. The first movie to ever feature dinosaurs was a movie called Prehistoric Peeps. Oh, that's cute. In 1905. Oh my gosh, adorable. Uh, however, Prehistoric Peeps, unfortunately, is now lost to history, much like... Dinosaurs. Much like the dinosaurs. Yes, it is unfortunately extinct. The only thing that we know, according to IMDb at least, was that it featured people in costumes for oh. the dinosaurs. And it was about, it, it, it was based on a comic of the same name. So we kind of have an idea, cavemen and dinosaurs. But unfortunately the movie is is gone. Wow. So I guess we could maybe find some old versions of the comic and then just look at that yeah and then and we'll have michael bay make it for us. oh my gosh can they remake it <laughs> could you imagine they make prehistoric peeps from what up my peeps <laughs> oh god i hope it's not like that i didn't <laughs> i didn't look i didn't look for the comic at all during my research so i don't know if it had anything to do with that i'm sure it was maybe like they peep into things like yeah maybe or or maybe it's like a short like since cavemen were in it, maybe it's like short for people. Yeah, pretty short something people. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yes, unfortunately, it is gone. That's sad. Um, but the next thing to come after that was Gertie the dinosaur in 1914, and Gertie is far more famous, and she's she has the honor of being the first cartoon dinosaur. Oh. So it sort of counts, but she was animated. But it wasn't until 
the real thing that really pushed dinosaurs into started to push dinosaurs into the spotlight was a movie called Brute Force, which sounds fantastic <laughs> by the name so, alone. Sounds like a buddy cop movie or something. It kind of does. You know what? It does sound exactly like a buddy cop yeah. movie, and it needs to have uh, dinosaurs in it. Brute Force debuted just two months after Gertie. It was also in 1914. Uh, but Brute Force was a live-action short, and it contained the origins of every dinosaur special effect that nice. you would start to see you know, much later on for the next 60 or so years. The movie was a silent drama directed by D.W. Griffith. Uh, the film was shot in Chatsworth Park in California, and it was the story of cavemen and dinosaurs, which is a sequel to Griffith's earlier film called Man's Genesis from 1912. So... What kind of special effects were used in it? Did they? Well, this one, along with some later stuff, stuck with uh, some costumes, because not until 1925 did they start to to switch into some other stuff. So, much like uh, Godzilla movies had mm-hmm. big rubber suits, a lot of the dinosaurs had uh, were people in rubber suits as well. But very scientifically inaccurate, which is a trend for a very, very long time yeah. in terms of dinosaur movies. They were much more along the lines of, you know, movie monsters. So Was there ever, I mean, it, it's inaccurate, but at the time, was it accurate to what we knew about dinosaurs? Technically, I suppose so. I didn't look too deep into this particular movie um, to find that out, but I do know that a lot of old... Dinosaur drawings feature them like standing very upright. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. So a person in a costume may not look quite so wrong based on right. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, like I said, from it wasn't until 1925 for the first full length movie to be made The Lost World, based on the 1912 book by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty popular story, that one. It's got been done a few times now, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's got the same name as that Jurassic Park. Yes, sequel. it does. Yes, it does. It tells the story of dinosaurs that survived the mass extinction 65 million years ago. Sculptor Marcel Delgado made dinosaur models for the film based on the work of leading paleontologists at the time. Nice. So in this case, they were starting to get as accurate as they could. Stop-motion pioneer Willis O'Brien brought these extinct animals back to life using animation. After that, dinosaurs rampaged through the popular culture (laughs) for nearly 40 years. Stop-motion remained the technique of choice for bringing extinct creatures back to life. Yeah. So not only did dinosaur movies have plenty of stop-motion, but, you know, lots of other things that felt kind of like dinosaurs. There's another movie called, like, Creature from 20,000 Fathoms, something like that. That's not really a dinosaur, but it's like a lizard monster thing. That's also stop motion. So it's it's pretty cool. And a lot of old stuff, if you look, a lot, a lot of old stuff use this stop motion technique. And, right. And, you know, obviously stop motion is still pretty popular today. Uh, stop motion is awesome. Isn't it wonderful? It is. It's awesome. It takes so long to do. Yes. And (laughs) so much effort. But yeah, I think when I think of movie monsters, old movie monsters, not even just dinosaurs and lizards, you know, Mm. there's so many that were done in stop motion. 
And it's just, you know, such a classic look. Yeah, it was the most... Like, it was the best form of technology they could use at the time, you know, to make something that looks ridiculous or they couldn't make a good suit, you know? So Godzilla stayed upright and, you know, the suit still worked for them. He was smashing buildings and it kind of felt like a person could be in there and it's a fine. But for these, trying to be a lot more animal-like, you know, didn't quite work. Plus, they had a lot more dramatic scenes where two dinosaurs would fight each other. And Mm. unlike Godzilla, where they're literally throwing punches at each other, (laughs) they wanted it to feel a little bit more real. So they went with stop motion. But stop motion may have been the king of the dinosaur world, but moving a puppet frame by frame is very time-consuming and expensive. So movie producers were looking for a way to cut to cut the corners like they do, save as much money as they can. So along came what's called a Slurposaurus. Huh. What do you? What, any guesses as to what that is? Nope. No. To me. <laughs> To me, it sounds like the mascot for a slushy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or does. like a like yeah. a like some yeah. kind of icy ice cream thing. Yeah, it's that like you drink the, down in the summer. That's yeah. like green color. Yeah, and, uh... yeah. And he's got sunglasses, and he goes and he does the. He's the mascot for like the ice cream truck, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. or just yeah, the mascot for the ice cream truck, or it kind of reminds me of uh, Skatosaurus Rex. Yeah, here oh in gosh. oh there you here go. in Columbus, right? Yeah, yes. at the the roller rink. At the roller rink here, we had to. A mascot who was a dinosaur. <laughs> I mean, it, the best mascots. Yeah. But a Slurposaur is a lizard in a costume. Oh. Huh. Okay. It's a real. It's a. It's a term they used <laughs> to describe a lizard wearing a dinosaur costume. That poor animal. <laughs> yes. Was it? Was it humane? It, it, what were it they? wasn't so bad because really the extent of it was like they'd put a fin on his back. Oh, okay. Or they'd okay. put a little horn on his nose. It's not like a full body thing. I just imagined, no, no, no. like, I imagined, like, I imagined a little gecko in this felt or hot <laughs> oh, yeah, polyester just, suit. Yeah. Just yeah. desperately trying. And they're like, okay, well, we have one one chance to make this shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's darting around the studio yeah. and it can't that's all see. They and... No, it, it was much less dramatic than that. Okay, well, it, that's good. <laughs> it was literally like just an iguana or, yeah. or a gecko or something yeah. that looked scaly and reptilian, reptilian and they put like a fin or, or a horn on it or something. Oh, it's too bad the dinosaurs don't just like, don't just look more like. I know, I know. The reptiles of today, then they well, yeah. could just do miniatures and shoot it in yeah. a certain and, way, and, and then it would look bam, like go. a dinosaur. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what they did, and you could just call them movie monsters now, and then the movie's okay. But if you're yeah. trying to pass it off as a dinosaur, you're gonna have a hard time. Yeah. But the the slurposaur. I wonder if it's just because a lot of those animals use their tongue a lot more. Oh, I is that maybe that. why? Oh, slurposaur. Maybe they, they kind of. That makes so much sense. Yeah, that <laughs> makes that, yeah, so gross sound. making that noise. <laughs> oh no 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 no! No, Adam, oh, don't cut that. We do not like. <laughs> don't you cut that out? But yeah, yeah that, that makes that makes a heck of a lot of sense. And that, now that you say that, that's what I'm picturing. That probably is correct. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So one of the earliest slurposaurs appears in the mysterious island 
made just four years after The Lost World. So with all the really nice looking brand new stop motion that they're doing with these dinosaurs. Oh, wow. They look great. (laughs) Movie dinosaurs look great. Oh, no. Step it on back. They're going to walk that back real quick. And they're going to take advantage of the hype train is what I think it is. But uh, Slurposaurus continued to offer low-cost alternative to stop motion in the 50s and 60s. And even Willis O'Brien, who I mentioned before, consulted on costumed iguanas in the 1960 remake of The Lost World. Yeah. Wow. So This movie is like A Star is Born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's been remade quite, so, a times. quite a few times. Quite a few times, yes. And there have been lots of things similar, like the Jurassic Park sequel the lost world i've heard like land of the lost the the one i'm thinking of is that will ferrell movie that was Mm. that came out not too long ago ah yes that was like yeah that was like okay remember that one too there was some funny bits and then there was some not so funny bits there were some funny bits and they were all in the trailer oh yeah that's (laughs) yeah yeah dinosaurs are the beginning dna of a, a much broader subject, and that being creature effects. So we talked about visual effects and, and special effects a couple episodes ago, and dinosaurs were kind of like pioneers for a lot of this stuff. Pretty much every effect that you can think of has in some way been used to make a dinosaur. So you've got the costumes, you've got the stop motion, you've got makeup and, and puppets, and you've got... Later on, you've got computer stuff. So yeah. pretty much everything. Rear projection. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned in that episode, King Kong, when he fights the dinosaur, both of those being stop motion, used rear projection to make them seem much larger than they and were. miniatures. And miniatures and forced perspective. Actually, King Kong, the original King Kong of black and white, uses so many cool film techniques. That's why it's you know renowned as one of the best films of all time when king kong is like a famous film icon but to top them all it was stan winston who finally achieved the impossible when he created a full-scale dinosaur that not only looked incredible but delivered a great performance so we talked about animatronics as well Mm -hmm. and that was our boy stan winston creating the big boys for jurassic park jurassic park set a new bar By the time the T-Rex brought down the house, literally and figuratively, at the climax of the film, audiences could believe that dinosaurs really did rule the Earth. It's it's something they've tried to recapture in some of the later Jurassic movies. Yeah. Um, The the awe-inspiring shot of the Brachiosaurus at the beginning. It's the first dinosaur you see on screen. Yes. Mm And they're like... You know, they just looked from the Jeep and they just look up at it. Oh, it's a dinosaur. And everybody believes it. Yeah. It's amazing. Changes changes movies forever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The dinosaur that was sick. There's yeah. a sick dinosaur yeah, the in the triceratops. movie. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's I love it because that was one of those things that made you really feel, even if you were a young kid watching and CGI was already a, a dominant thing. You're watching this movie, and the, he physically he physically lays on top of this dinosaur, and it feels it breathing, and he goes mm-hmm. up and down, you know, and it's just so real. Yeah. It's real to him. It's real to us. Yep. There's just so much the, of it. They shine a light in its eye, and its pupils dilate. Yeah. yeah. And, oh and you know, it's a marvel. 
and I love it. That's why it's my favorite movie, everybody. I, <laughs> you want me to keep talking about it, or okay? Getting, we'll getting, talk about it when you're ranking the dinosaurs. Yes. Shakes. So yes, that was our little his, history segment. I, I hope you enjoyed it. If you look further into some of the history of dinosaur movies, they are pretty pretty wacky. Yeah, there's one, The Land That Time Forgot. Ah, yes. Which is funny because it, the title reminds me of The Land Before Time. Yep. Mm. <laughs> but this is different because this is specifically a land that time forgot about. And the world moved on, but in this little in this little island area, mm-hmm. there's dinosaurs and cavemen. And yep, you know, which it, aside from Jurassic Park, tends to be the way that everyone else yeah. seems to get dinosaurs into their movies. They're very time. silly. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the time it's a very silly mm-hmm. thing, or not even necessarily silly. Just mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a goofy idea you know, yeah. that cavemen and dinosaurs are living together yep. on an island in, in World War One. you know? Right, yeah. right. And in a lot of those old movies, whenever they would throw people in there, if if it there's two ways it could go. It would either be dinosaurs are in modern time somehow, or this is a movie with cave people <laughs> yeah, and even, dinosaurs. Even though cave people and dinosaurs never, never coexisted. <laughs> dinosaurs went extinct way before humans even <laughs> began to exist yeah but they're always together and for some reason you could go you could just google this listeners like just look up old dinosaur movie cover (laughs) and i guarantee you there will be a woman on the front the dinosaur will be in the background but the woman on the front will be a cave woman and she'll be very scantily clad yeah it's Uh. so the most ridiculous trend yeah (laughs) and it was just quick and fast easy money but hey whatever dinosaurs are cool yeah So I'm going to talk to you about some cool examples right now. Sweet. We're going to switch to the second half of the show where we're going to count down the top five best movie dinosaurs. Woo. And Adam's got a long list of honorable mentions I do because I thought of a bunch. But, you know, doing the research, I realized how little information there are about specific characters that are dinosaurs. Um, Yes. Because this list will cover not the best dinosaur movies, the best dinosaurs in those movies. We're going to start with number five, Aladar from Disney's Dinosaur. Oh, fun. Your your favorite movie, guys. I've seen it a zillion You know what's crazy about Dinosaur? There, there was a special sneak pre, like peek for Dinosaur that aired on the Disney Channel a lot, mm-hmm. and I've seen that probably four thousand times. Because, <laughs> Just the sneak peek. Yeah, they. And then I went to the theater and saw the movie, and I, I sat through it. My sister <sighs> did not. Actually, two of my sisters did not. Hurting my soul over they, here. They got up and left. Oh no. Yeah, my grandma sat through it though. She might have fallen asleep. Oh man. Yeah. If there's anyone out there who likes this movie, <laughs> please contact me. <laughs> Tweet at us, please. He well, needs somebody. To I need to know I'm not the only one who likes this movie. I don't think I've seen it since then. Well, gosh darn it. We're going to go turn since on Fire Up Disney Plus the right now. I did get the Happy Meal toy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. With the, with the, <laughs> the rubber ones. The with rubber the, puppet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. I have like seven of those. <laughs> Actually, no, I have three. I have one Aladar and two Carnotauruses. Nice. nice. <laughs> Sweet. So let's be real. So Aladar is voiced by D.B. Sweeney, uh, and he's an iguanodon. And in the movie, he shows up first as an egg. The opening of the movie um, follows him being very, very lucky. 
yes. to survive because holy shit. <laughs> he, it starts with the Carnotaurus attacking and his mother tries to protect, but then she realizes she's got to run or she's going to die. Aladar's the only egg to survive the attack and then goes on an incredible journey, ends up across the ocean to an island where a family of lemurs uh, take him in and give him a name. Aladar is pretty good, pretty yeah. good name. Because I've always wondered, what the heck would you name, like, you know, coming up with a name for a dinosaur that sounds like it would be a name from that time? Seems yeah. very difficult, but I feel like Aladar fits. Yeah, I, I guess they probably just looked at the most ancient languages. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good this point. Is... It's like their version of Adam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm a dinosaur at heart. I think we're all realizing it. But throughout the movie, Aladar butts heads with Crone, the leader of a large herd. And in this herd, it's only the strong survive. So Aladar does everything he can to help some of the weaker dinosaurs. If you remember, maybe in the sneak peek, you noticed um, a Brachiosaurus and a Stracosaurus who were like elderly and they just couldn't keep up with the pace of the herd. So yeah. Aldar kind of hung back with them so yeah. that uh, they wouldn't I, feel quite al- so I actually, alone. Actually, I, I do remember a lot of it. I remember they're kind of facing extinction or something. Like something, something bad a, is happening. Yeah, a, um, a meteor yeah. falls, which, you know, based on theories is what caused the dinosaur extinction. So right. we don't know how close we are to extinction at this point. Yeah. But that's that's what destroys the island that Aladar was on, kills most of the lemurs. Yeah. Um, He's got that funny lemur with him. Yeah, the the love monkey. Yeah, the love monkey. I remember that. That's from all the commercials. That's the only bit. So Aladar falls in love with Nira, who is the sister of Crone, the younger sister, and um, she's much more compassionate than he is, so they kind of eventually click, even though she's like, get out of here, weirdo, because he's the new guy and stuff. Aladar also seems to be a natural leader, so Crone is afraid then that he's going to kind of take over the herd, so he's kind of like is an asshole to him the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But in early concepts for the movie Dinosaur, Aladar was going to have grandparents. It was going to be called Noah. But they changed that due to similarities with another dinosaur property mm-hmm. that we'll talk about later, Land Before Time. Because if you remember, Littlefoot has is living with his grandparents. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. So those elderly dinosaurs, maybe they were supposed to be his grandparents. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> they just became other species. That way they weren't his grandparents. And they had the uh, the lemur characters and all that stuff. So so while doing the research, I realized this. Uh, this was pointed out. And Aladar's story is very similar to that of Tarzan. They both have adopted families. They both lose their biological parents to a predator both end up killing that predator by the end. Uh, that's also where they meet their love interests. They even go as far as to both have male figures in the family that didn't want them initially. Mm-hmm. The, ma- the oldest male lemur was like, what are you doing? He's a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. He's going to grow up to be massive. But then throughout the movie, he still calls him pop. Honestly, a fair complaint. You know? You know. <laughs> it's like w- when, I, when, I, when I saw this, I was like, holy shit. That's that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then this is just a little bit extra. The film score was composed by James Newton Howard. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> and he was nominated for an Annie Award and a Saturn Award for Dinosaur in the year 2000. 
I included that because, hot damn, I love the score of Dinosaur. Yeah, James Newton Howard's a great composer. He's great. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of very good movies. He's also done a lot of bad movies. True. He, he did the score <laughs> for The Last Airbender. I just want everyone to know oh, that. What's that? <laughs> oh, never mind. Did they make what a movie? <laughs> so, yeah, that's Aladar. He's pretty cool. I like that movie. Shut up, guys. I'll give, I'll give it a chance. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just giving you grief. It, I mean, <laughs> I can be honest. It's not one of Disney's hits. You know, it was their first foray into the 3D space. They did mm-hmm. some more 2D stuff after this. Mm-hmm. So it was them kind of figuring their, themselves out. I remember it was. It looked so different, and it was such a surprise. It was boring to a lot of children. Mm-hmm. If you were not into dinosaurs, it was a boring movie, and that's why my sisters left. Which is why it's great for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think part of the reason for that is they went with this. They didn't commit fully in either direction. Mm-hmm. The dinosaurs looked very realistic, but they still had faces that could emote and you know uh-huh. characterize, right? Yes. So they didn't go fully cartoon, but they didn't go fully like documentary. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. so it kind of had this weird feeling about it. It felt live action. Yeah, somehow. a little bit. And. But also a cartoon. I remember it was really hard to understand for kids just yeah. to, to get it. You know? And, mm-hmm. you know, as far as animation holds up, I think, as far as animation goes, I think this movie really holds up. So we're going to move on to the next one. Number four, Arlo from The Good Dinosaur. Aww. Hooray. Arlo. Arlo, voiced by Raymond Ochoa, is the protagonist of the 2015 Pixar animated feature. And he is a young Apatosaurus living oh. with his parents and older siblings, Buck and Libby. He is the last of the and the smallest of the three children to hatch from the biggest egg, which I think is a hilarious little joke that they did. Oh, Buck yeah. comes out of a normal sized egg and he's a giant, basically. They're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow, what's the giant egg going to be? Tiny little baby Arlo. Oh. The universe. In this universe, the asteroid is that believed that was believed to kill the dinosaurs didn't hit Earth, so dinosaurs lived on and see what what that world might be like. They develop agriculture and yep shelter and mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff. So over the course of the movie, Arlo makes an unlikely human friend, and while traveling through the harsh and mysterious landscape, he learns. The power of confronting his fears and discovers he what he is truly capable of. I loved the concept for this movie so much. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to be immediately after the meteor might have missed. Yeah, might have missed, yeah. but it's not. But it's not. It it's a long, long time after. Mm-hmm. So since it's since they had a chance to actually evolve mm-hmm. and change and grow and learn they have their own little societies and they're you know it's i love that because in the beginning when the meteor misses they're the kind of dinosaurs that we imagine right Mm -hmm. animals yeah and then as as time goes on you know and then of course the cave people are now starting to coexist with the dinosaurs because they've been around long enough right Mm -hmm. and they they use this gag in the trailer and i think it's so funny it was like this big meteor coming at the earth and it's like oh no this is the one that's going to end everything and then it's just (laughs) right past the sky and they look at it huh 
and they just go back to eating. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much, and I'm glad they put it in the movie, and it wasn't just like a trailer thing. Yeah. So in terms of animating Arlo, um, animators Rob Rob Thompson and Kevin O'Hara went to a zoo and, and shot video of elephants. Thompson once said, quote, one of the most intimidating things to animate is a quadruped because there's so much there's so much to them and there's so much to manage locomotion is all about efficiency and lots of times you think we're animating a big heavy thing we should slam those feet that'll make them feel heavy but in truth that's not very efficient so imagine arlo walking around and just like he looks like he's stomping the whole time just to make him feel heavy that's not that's not very realistic it's not how actual quadrupeds move right but when you look at them you'd have to watch the maybe the footage of these elephants that they filmed there's a lot more movement than somebody walking on two feet where our arms swing and our legs go back and forth whatever but with a quadruped some their hips move side to side and the the their back kind of goes up and down you know there's so much to it and animating a character that walks around like that so they're going to be doing it a lot you know, it takes a lot of work and dedication, which is pretty great. Yeah. Just some cool trivia that I found during my research. Arlo is the youngest Pixar protagonist to date. Wow. Yeah. And the good dinosaur took up 300 terabytes of server space while rendering, which I thought was an incredible fact that I had to include, even though it's unrelated to the dinosaur himself. Right. Well, I do want to say that the style of the movie was really great. The idea yeah, that... Yeah. With these really, really realistic landscapes and cartooning dinosaurs. Yes. I loved that. I yeah. That was really fun. It's a really great juxtaposition. It was beautiful. Um, all of the other creatures, I think, are very realistic, too. I seem yeah. to remember, like, a lizard uh, the, that seemed realistic. And, yeah, and I, I thought it was so interesting. There are, I think, raptors that had feathers. Yeah, yep. That, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. The voice acting in the movie was really good, mm-hmm. too. Because I, I like Arlo, but I really liked uh, Sam Elliott's T-Rex Yeah, the T-Rex. Character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name was Butch. Yeah, of course Butch. it was. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. They also built a like full-scale model, essentially. I don't think it had like uh, the girth of it, but it at least like showed uh, the height and everything. So and it was, he was 18 feet tall, just wow. Arlo. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy because... You know, can you imagine standing next to that? It's like he's yeah, looking yeah, down, talking yeah. to you, like, "Hey, what's up?" I think it helped them animate how how big the other characters were in relation. Oh uh, yes, but with with especially with people, people yeah, with like the little... Spot. I think yeah, is, Spot. is the name they give him. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. To make sure that he's tiny enough, but not too tiny, so that mm-hmm. it's weird. <laughs> so the next one we have on the list at number three is Rex from Toy Story. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Rex is a supporting character from Toy Story, obviously. He's a plastic Tyrannosaurus Rex who is voiced by Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Yes. A running gag throughout the Toy Story movies is that Rex is insecure about his lack of ferociousness. (laughs) Rex's worst fear is that Andy will want another scarier dinosaur to replace him. (laughs) And I have a quote here. But what if Andy gets another dinosaur? A mean one. I just don't think I can handle that kind of rejection. (laughs) 
which is great. It's his whole personality summed up in one quote. Yeah. He's, he's very um, jumpy, maybe a little nervous, mm-hmm. but he's that's a what, T-Rex. That's what I would expect from a toy dinosaur. Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, the little kid toy dinosaurs are cute. Mm-hmm. So it's if, if we're going to give this cute little toy a personality, it's going to be a personality like that. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and now that I think about it, I think they did a good job with all of the toys in yeah. Toy Story to kind of give them a personality that fits with what the they, they are. Yeah. Yeah, because the, all the little soldier guys are very like, oh, <laughs> you know, soldiery. What was that? What was that was noise? That? I was trying to do like a salute, but with a sound. You were also trying to, yeah, you, <laughs> what does salutes sound like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You know, but you, you get what I'm saying. And then a piggy bank is kind of like a, you know, a sly, a greedy guy. He's and a ham. He's and, a, and he hams it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So they did a they did a good job, and that makes sense that 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 T Rex that Rex would be like that. Mm-hmm. In the original pitch for Toy Story, Rex's personality was mostly the same, but he was going to be much more angry and and a little bit vengeful even when <laughs> he realizes that Woody threw Buzz out the window on purpose. Ah. Rex is. Not a huge character in the in the franchise. He's in everything, but he's not a main character. But I think he still deserves to be on this list at number three because he's just that yeah. good. He has a big enough presence. He's he does. Memorable. He does. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite parts of the sequel is when he's trying to play the Buzz Lightyear video game. <laughs> yes. And he just can't because his arms are too short to reach yeah. Yeah. both buttons at the same time. <laughs> That 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 opening of that whole movie is great because it tricks you. You know, there it's like a cold opening where yes, it's just Buzz Lightyear in doing his thing, and then they pull out. And it's like oh, it's a video game. It's this whole Rex time. playing a video game. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, I was so close yeah, to Zerg. He's so tech savvy. Yeah, I didn't realize. You know, it's crazy because it has to be Wallace Shawn, but I never even thought about the fact mm-hmm. that that was Wallace Shawn. Mm-hmm. I didn't even consider. Mm-hmm. That that was him. Yeah, that's what happens when voices are so perfect. Yeah, now that I'm hearing it in my head, it's like, of course that's Wallace. <laughs> I just never thought about it before. Uh huh. Yep. And he's a lovely, lovely voice actor and oh, yeah. actor in general. He's a, mm-hmm. a great character actor. Yeah. So we're going, we're going forward to number two, which is going to be Littlefoot from Aww. The Land Before Time. I'm so surprised, Adam. <laughs> oh, are you? Are you surprised? I'm, I'm so shocked. Shocked. So, Littlefoot, originally voiced by Gabriel Damon, and uh, many voices after that, is the main character of the Land Before Time film and television series. He's the main protagonist and is one of only three characters to appear in every piece of media from the Land Before Time. But uh, the other two, just just to let you know, the other two characters that appear in everything are Ducky and Petrie. The the rest of them are out of one of the episodes on TV, so they were this close. He is also an Apatosaurus, like Arlo, um, a.k.a. Brontosaurus is something that a lot of people think of, but it's not. It's Apatosaurus. <laughs> uh, Adam will tell you. I will let you know that. <laughs> They are all referred to as long necks by the other dinosaurs in the Land Before Time universe. They all, they all have their own names for each other. They don't uh, go by their their scientific dinosaur names. So we got long necks, three horns, spike tails, 
He can easily make friends with other creatures. However, his friendship with other animals outside his species is sometimes viewed as a taboo. As many of the dinosaurs practice racial or species-based segregation, mainly in the first movie. If you guys remember, he tries to become friends with Sarah. They meet for the first time, and they're kind of like, ooh, playing rough as kids, like, hey, how you doing? And then the father Triceratops comes in, and it's like, fuck off, kid. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. Three horns don't play with long necks. And that's kind of a, a running theme throughout the whole thing, with Littlefoot being the exception to that rule, because he's the kid who doesn't understand that. And he's like, why can't I be friends with all these other dinosaurs? I just want to play with them. And then that's a... And then after that, with the zillion other movies they did, this group of friends is like the example. You know, all of the parents are kind of like, they still butt heads. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, those long necks getting, you know, causing trouble and whatnot. But the group of kids is like, hey, why don't you cut that out (laughs) and like just be cool? Littlefoot is intelligent, playful, and adventurous. He acts as a leader to the other main characters, pushing them to move forward in difficult times, most notably in the original Land Before Time when the world was literally falling apart. Yeah. (laughs) And he is also their voice of reason. So when things get tough, Littlefoot's always there to take care of business. Um, (laughs) And working overtime, too, I think. (laughs) According to a blog post by Mark Pudlaner, an animator who worked on the original film, Littlefoot was originally going to be called Thunderfoot, but turned out there was a Triceratops in a children's book by the same name, so they had to change it. Um, but his his name was Thunderfoot all throughout production, only changed after the movie was finished and had to be dubbed over. Oh my god! Which I had no crap. idea about. I when I found this, I was like, "What the crap?" I had to go look it up. That's I had to go crazy. look up a clip. Wow. I had to go look up look up a clip of the movie, and if you look closely, you can see that whenever a character says Littlefoot, they don't they don't line up, it doesn't and then they'll match. immediately start lining oh. up again, but the name doesn't. Oh. I had no idea, so oh they animated gosh. the whole movie with his name called with his name being Thunderfoot. Wow! And they had to change Damn. it. Can you believe that? Wow! I had to go look up. I had to uh, pull my heart out for a little bit and look up the scene where Littlefoot's <laughs> mother dies, and sure enough. She, oh like I, God. if you mute it and you read her, if you try to read her lips and you mute it, she says Thunderfoot. Can you imagine being the person that had to say, "Hey guys, guys, uh, <laughs> hey that movie we just finished." So turns out, luckily though, um, I continue to read further into the blog. Luckily, they didn't, they didn't have to do it like super post. Like the voice actors were all like, "Okay, we'll come back." Oh, that's good. They redo the whole line so there's no, like, cut where the where the name nice, is. Nice. So they did them, lo- like, a line at a time, you know. I love you, Little Littlefoot. Foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so that's why I never noticed it, ever. Yeah. And they say foot, so it, like, ends right and then it's yeah. fine. But Thunderfoot is what it was. That's wow. crazy. The animators, uh, all the people who worked on the movie found out about this right after a like celebratory screening you know they were eating their pizza having their drinks celebrating the movie's done everybody uh that's like calling calling all the kids that just ran out of the school on the last day hey guys uh 
We actually have 20 more minutes. Everybody got to yeah. come back yeah. in. Oh. <laughs> or summer's summer starts tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, you had too many snow days. Got to no. come back. Oops. Now that's hell. Right there. <laughs> I forgot about that. You reminded me of that horror. And obviously he remained little foot for the rest of time. Before and after time. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing they didn't, you know, do all 14 movies and then have yeah. to change it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so so before i get to number one i wanted to say I, sh- I should probably should have mentioned this at the beginning but i very specifically kept this list to one dinosaur per franchise because this entire list would be full of the uh, of dinosaurs from the next movie <laughs> guess oh what? gee what movie is guess that oh, what i is. have oh i'm racking my brain guys guess should we list our honorable mentions now before we talk sure. about Sure. Let's yeah. do that. That's a good idea. Let's talk about the honorable mentions. Some of the honorable mentions in here are from TV as well as movies. So there's a bit of a diversity here. So we're going to... The, the first one is Butch, Ramsey, and Nash from uh, The Good Dinosaur. So those are those oh, cowboy T-Rex nice. that you, uh, ah. you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Butch is the the father, Sam Neill, and then Ramsey is the red one, the the girl, and uh, Nash is the the youngest one, the the one who takes after dad. Sam Elliott. Oh, I'm sorry. What Sam, Sam Neill is Neil. in sorry, sorry, sorry. Jurassic Park. Ah yeah. uh, ha ha! So I wasn't too far off. Uh, yeah. Sam Elliott. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yes. And then the next one is Barney. Yes, <laughs> that one. Marcy and I watched Barney. I I did we too. I love yeah. Barney. It we wasn't had stuffed animals. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love Barney. I watched it. I went to kindergarten and told everyone I didn't watch it because it suddenly was not. Yeah, cool. it was suddenly not cool. I yep. Mm-hmm. I lied. I lied. Barney. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Barney wasn't my top show as a kid, but I mean, the next one is the unknown dinosaur from Fantasia. I have T-Rex, question mark, yeah, here. Cause yeah. Because it's not really said what it is. So I actually looked this up a little bit, too, and uh, I found an article where a paleontologist ranked the best dinosaur movies, mm-hmm. and he oh. talked about Fantasia, and he said that in this scene in Fantasia, which it's pretty cool, it's set to The Rite of Spring, which is by Igor Stravinsky. It is a very intense piece of music, mm-hmm. And they are, they set the rite of spring to basically just the the dawn and beginning and end of the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I think that the idea the the idea is you're watching just the history of the earth. I think yeah, yep. in this part of Fantasia, and so he really enjoyed that because he he thought that it was actually pretty good. Right, it's a pretty good story arc. Yeah, the climax of the piece being the fight between this dinosaur and a stegosaurus yeah if i bring uh, science into it then this definitely isn't a t-rex because t-rex and stegosaurus would have never met each other they were much further apart on the timeline so it's more than likely an allosaurus but uh yeah it's a it's a very very cool piece of animation the contrast you know everything's like super dark except for the sky yeah and um pretty like violent as yeah, well yeah and the music's perfect for that oh yeah 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 so the next one here this one's mainly for me because i don't know of anybody else who's gonna know who this is big al from the ballad of big al big al is a real life dinosaur he's an allosaurus he's the most complete dinosaur skeleton ever found wow 
when you see those skeletons, they are complete, but all of the bones that they found are not necessarily in that. You know, the, the, the bones are more than likely a mold so that they can put it out on display and not have people fuck up the really rare and <laughs> uh, very nice fossils. But Big Al is the most complete real bone fossil discovered. And they did a movie based on him where it was his whole life. It was in the style of walking with dinosaurs. So it was kind of like a documentary. There was a narrator. None of the characters talked, obviously. But but it was very cool. I watched it on like the Discovery Channel a couple times. And I really wish I had it on DVD. So I had to put them on my honorable mentions. just I, I actually so want to watch that now. That sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. The next few on here, I might as well rapid fire. Because they're all from uh, basically the same stuff. Blue. From Jurassic World, the, the the cool raptor. Indominus Rex from Jurassic World as well. Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3. And the big one, which is the main raptor from the original Jurassic Park. The reason why it's called the big one is because Robert Muldoon, the game hunter, calls it that. Mm. Obviously, none of them have names, but he's like, the big one killed the... The weak ones of the pack, and then it's taken over. Yeah. And the one that does the cool shot where it's like sees Tim run away and it gets trapped in the freezer, that's the big one. Ah. Yes. So the next the next honorable mention is Carnotaurus from Dinosaur, the antagonist of this movie. Just really cool. I love the the style of him. He's got he's bright red, and he's just I don't know. He's cool. He's way too big, but <laughs> um, but he's still cool. <laughs> So the last one's on here. <laughs> the V-Rex from King Kong. So he's called a V-Rex instead of a T-Rex because why not? Of course. He lives yeah. on Skull Island. He's cool. That He's in the original King Kong and in Peter Jackson's King Kong. You remember That's that awesome. one? Yes, I do. Peter Jackson's King Kong was pretty cool. Um, that battle, that fight between the V-Rex and King Kong lasted much longer <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> but he deserves a spot here. And the last two... The Red Ranger Dinozord, because he's the only Megazord that's a dinosaur, technically. I think he deserved a spot. And the rest of the Land Before Time crew will be the last honorable mention. Petrie, Sarah, Spike, and Ducky. Oh, they all deserve wow. their spot, but alas, we could only leave it to five. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me have a top 20. <laughs> yeah, we can't be here all night, Adam. All right, so without further ado. What about Theodore Rex? Theodore Rex. Did you put that on the list? So there's this really, really, really bad, I mean, I'm like, let me stress this, really, really, really bad uh. movie <laughs> with Whoopi Goldberg in it. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Theodore Rex. Oh, she, no. She's. <laughs> oh, my God. She's teamed up with a dinosaur. <laughs> It's a buddy oh cop movie. Oh, yeah. Named Theodore Rex. I totally forgot about Duh. it. Definitely the, on the list. Yeah, of course. One of the greatest. Yeah. Let's get this number one out of here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, and that that reminds me of that 90s show, Dinosaurs. Where Do you remember they were oh, the co- in the costumes? Yes. yes. It was popular for a hot minute. I really liked that. Yeah, it was actually not bad. People just look at it and they're like, oh, it looks so weird. It was a sitcom with just dinosaurs. Yeah. Which, which. <laughs> You know, why not? <laughs> the 90s were fun. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
So but okay. Kung, Kung Fury also had a had. Oh, a, that's a right. The Triceracop. <laughs> yeah. Triceracop deserves a spot. Absolutely. <laughs> but hey, uh, now that I just remembered it, before we do the number one, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just holding <laughs> you guys back. Everyone's in the edge what's of their your, seat. What's your drink of the week, there, Marcy? Ah, yes. So talking about the all these dinosaurs and their DNA and what makes them great, I have. A lovely little shot of dino DNA tonight. A shot of dino Ooh. DNA. Shot of and she's going to do it right now, actually, on air. <laughs> on, from, air. on air. Oh, oh, is that right? On recording. It's a very nice amber color. It could have yes. a mosquito in it. You better be could, careful yeah. about that. Uh, good thing it's not summer now, huh? Yeah. yeah. Mosquito here, season. Here we go. Here we go. Woo! Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, how is the audience gonna? This is no sound. <laughs> Gulp. <laughs> yeah. And then you slam it down. Yeah, Very exactly. nice. All right. So now, without further ado, the number one dinosaur in movies is, of course, the Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park. Could it have been? Could it have been any other? No. If you guessed that that was correct. <laughs> then I'm not surprised <laughs> because I mean top tier dino action. Mm-hmm. The Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park was nicknamed Roberta by Phil Tippett's storyboards uh, when the film was being worked on, but most fans call her by her novel nickname Rexy. So that's what I'm going to keep calling her from now on. Rexy has made three appearances in the franchise, debuting in Jurassic Park, then reprising her role in, in Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. She is also rumored to be returning for Jurassic World 3 in 2021. She is most well-known for saving the main characters at the end of the first film and of Jurassic World, although inadvertently, this makes her something of an anti-heroine because yes. she's like not well, doing it. Up. She, she's not doing it because she wants to. Yeah, she's a Deus Rex Machina. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So Mark McCreary created the design for the T Rex that was used for the film. But before the film was even greenlit, McCre- McCreary was working on Terminator Two. Stan Winston moved him from Terminator uh, to create sketches of the T-Rex in order to generate interest in Jurassic Park from Universal Studios. So thanks to this guy just drawing a picture of a T-Rex, we got my favorite movie of all time. Obviously, Steven Spielberg being a big dinosaur nut as well um, had something to do with that too to make the movie happen. But we can really attribute it the, the, the first little dabbles into Jurassic Park to this and we talked about the animatronic in our in our special effects episode and how amazing it was how groundbreaking of technology it was being full-sized and all the fun behind the scenes mishaps during the uh, the rain and mm-hmm. slapping it down with some towels and all oh, that yeah. stuff um they made they made two of them they they used the first one, obviously, in the first movie, they used both of them for the second movie, and then they just used one of them again with a new coat of paint for the third movie, along with the Spinosaurus. But we're talking about specifically Rexy here, this individual, because there have been plenty of T-Rexes, but yeah. Rexy's only been in three of the movies. She's the best. She's number one. Yeah. And there you have it. I 
remember the relief when I was a kid sitting on my parents' floor when that the it's such a, it was such a weird moment because you're you were terrified of the T Rex for most of the movie. And then it was such a relief when she showed up <laughs> at the end. Yep. And, uh, you know, it, I, I remember that. It was such a weird, conflicting feeling. <laughs> it, was, it was like, <laughs> oh, thank God. Because, you know, yeah, the T-Rex is bad and all, but at least they could have they could escape her because... She they, was a bit busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and also they could, if they stand still and stuff, I guess. Right, know, yeah. The raptors are way more terrifying yeah. than the T-Rex in the movie. And I, I just remember being so... Woo! Oh my gosh! And I love that shot when she roars in the and in, in the banner yeah, when dinos ruled mm-hmm. ruled the earth. You know, yeah, falls, falls down fall. behind her. It's perfect. Iconic. Oh yeah, love it so much. Funny the I I I actually mentioned this when I was on uh, Bang Average Movie Podcast and we talked about Jurassic Park. I mentioned this, but I'll mention it here as well. <laughs> <clears throat> that Steven Spielberg actually came up with that scene like on set. Huh, really? Wow. Yeah, basically. That's awesome. He was like, "Hey, um this this ending's great, but but the real star of our movie is the T-Rex and it hasn't come back since the since the chase scene with the Jeep." Mhm. And the scene where it eats a Gallimimus. But we need it to come back. It's the real hero, the real mm-hmm. star of this movie. So they said, "Well, the T-Rex should come in and uh get those raptors because originally the raptors were going to be climbing all over the bones and it was just going to fall and they was going to get a stab a rude through the through the raptor and it was going to die that way but they're like no 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 steven was like let's bring back rexy she's looking too too good on screen so (laughs) that whole scene was come up with basically on spot that's awesome which is incredible because it's such an amazing iconic part of the movie yeah. It's crazy to think that that wasn't a rich end. Yeah, that wow. is actually crazy. Because that, you know, the whole, like, impaling, stabbing the villain mm-hmm. inadvertently mm-hmm. thing, that's a little, it's a little overdone. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of happens True. in a lot of movies. True. And hey, they did it in um, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Whoops. Wow. Yep. <laughs> but hey. But I mean, yeah, I mean, now now the trope in Jurassic Park, in Jurassic Park movies, is that the T-Rex is going to show up and... Yep, and, and eat the guy at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is fine. Rexy's cool. Yeah. I'm excited for Jurassic World 3. I'm excited to see Rexy come back again. I'm so afraid that she's going to die in this one because she was rumored to die in the previous one and they didn't do it. Oh, so we'll Rexy. see. Depends on if they no. want to leave dinosaurs alive. Depends on how which direction they're going to go for the for the next supposedly last movie. Yeah. So we'll see. But hey, that's another story for another time. All right. That'll be the end of this episode. Thank you guys so so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you too for indulging me in this episode. <laughs> I know, and it was great discussion. Even though it was really all about my. My passion for dinosaurs. It was pretty fun. It was a good. It was a good. Good. Episode. See, see, dinosaurs <laughs> are that cool. They just are. So, uh, hey, thanks again for listening. If you want to contact us, you can tweet at us um, at Black Case Diary. Check out our Instagram, where there'll be lots of cool pics of the drink of the week on uh, Instagram. Sorry, Black Case Diaries <laughs> podcast, and. Um, you can email us if you want, blackcastars at gmail.com. Check out our website, 
blackcasediaries.com where we got all kinds of cool stuff and check out our patreon we would love it if you would support us it would mean the world to us we could do more dinosaur episodes maybe maybe mm-hmm. if you if you tell us to on patreon uh that'll be patreon.com slash diaries so thank you guys so much we will catch you in the next episode that'll, See you later. that'll hopefully be about dinosaurs too probably not no, no. All right. Very low probability. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.